This episode of The Morning Skate is brought to you by Hockey Fights T1D or Type 1 Diabetes. Registration for the 4th Annual Fall Freeze, a draft-style charity hockey game hosted by Hockey Fights T1D, is now open. If you're interested in a fun afternoon of hockey and fundraising for Type 1 Diabetes, please join us on September 30th at the New Hartford Rec Center. For more information and to register, please visit them on Facebook to search Hockey Fights T1D or at HockeyFightsT1D.org. Alright, sound the alarm. Tisov for the Devils plays it cross ice into the far corner. Matteau swoops in to intercept. Matteau behind the net. Swings it in front. He's down. Matteau. 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 And the Rangers have one more hill to climb, baby. But it's Here we go. Thomas Sarek. Has been begging to go with Lucic. Lucic under. Cracks him with the right. Lucic gets it in the air. Turtles. Commissaric down. And Lucic taunts the Montreal bench. Wednesday, August 2nd, Ken and Hal here. Hal, say what up? Howdy. That's better than hi. Uh, we had a busy, busy podcast. We're going to go through a couple uh, couple topics. We have a new uh, puck bag segment where you guys sent in some voicemails, which were pretty funny. And then we have uh, Beer League Hockey and Sauce Toss are going to come on. We're going to interview them quick and just let you guys know what they're all about. Uh, before we get into this, you guys already heard this. Uh, hockey fights, type 1 diabetes. Definitely check that out. Uh, guy's name's Matthew Roach. Really nice guy. We've been talking to him for a while. So if you guys want to donate to a good cause and maybe save some money on your tax return, let us know. But, uh, okay, so we really haven't discussed topics. Hal just kind of gave them to me really, really quick. So, Hal, you can kind of take it away, and we'll, we'll just go back and forth if that's good with you. All right. Thanks a lot, Vinny Prosper. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking first first topic of the day. You blogged it. You know it better than I do. So I'm actually just going to introduce this one. But you can kind of talk about your take. Instagram video today. Pop star, rock star, superstar Justin Bieber. Some sort of shootout scenario in a beer league game it looks like. He pulls a axe-a-dangle kind of looks. Kind of jukes himself out. Might have pulled a hernia. Scores a goal. Throws his hands in the air like he doesn't care. What are your thoughts on Bieber, his goal, his celebration, just the whole situation going on? Because I know you're you're pretty in deep on this one. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> first things first, let's don't get it twisted. Bieber produces straight bangers. Everything he does bangs. So from the music side, I'm a big Bieber, big Bieber guy. Um, you brought up Axe Dangle. I mean, I've definitely been in that situation. I think you you may have been at the rink when I fell into the boards of the Knickerbocker going in full tilt, and I, I blew a wheel in front of my ex-girlfriend and her friend, and everybody was concerned except for DJ Zoom. He was on the bench just laughing his ass off as like I separated my shoulder. So I've, I've been in that situation where you kind of get caught up in things and you don't really know what's going on, but his stride is fucking terrible. 
the leg kick was just straight out of the, the NHL video game. He scores. He almost falls down. He celebrates like it's fucking Game 7. And there's not a peep in the stands. Nobody's celebrating. There's one guy who's like, hey, good job. And the rest of his bench are like, what the fuck just happened? I like Biebs. I like the fact that he likes hockey. But I'm kind of getting sick of this whole Justin Bieber can play hockey thing. That That's my take. What do you got? I mean... I think you kind of touched on this too. I agree that he obviously isn't that great. Like, but no shit. The kid was fucking like banging out hits with Usher when he was like six years old. I think he had time to go to fucking square practice. It's kind of like the Vladimir Putin thing where Vladimir Putin tells people he had like 18 holes in one and he scored like 100 goals in a hockey game. Like, you kind of have to respect it. Like, Beaver's at that level where he just kind of drags his nuts everywhere. And then if you're at that game, like, you just kind of have to sit there and take it, I guess. And I, I feel like, now that I say sit there and take it, I feel like it's more of a reflection on the players that he's with. Because if Bieber's scoring that goal and he's acting like that, and you brought this up too, he possibly could have given himself that penalty shot. If he's acting like that, I mean, someone's got to bury him. Like, yeah. if, if, if that happened in a game against one of our beer league teams, there would be a brawl. Like, at what point do you say, this is Justin Bieber, I have a chance to fucking fight a living legend, why am I not doing it? Who cares if you get kicked out of the Sunday skate? Find a fucking different rink, there's tons of them in California. Why is nobody <laughs> headhunting him, just for the glory? And I'm a Bieber guy, but I would think about it. Well, here's the if- thing, man, and I think it all comes down to the fact is, like, I think he's the kind of guy that go out and sue you. If, if you knew that the Biebs wasn't like that, you know I'm a huge viral guy. I would totally do something. Because if you do anything to Justin Bieber, it's going to be on video and it's going to be fucking sweet. I don't know if you've seen the one video of him like getting into a confrontation with some guy because the guy broke his stick. And it, he like he gets in his face and then the goalie like says something. So he gets in the goalie's face. He's like, dude, you broke my stick. Hey, Biebs, dude. Like Everybody breaks their sticks. And I don't really think you're hurting for another $300 stick, man, like we are. Yeah, I, I mean, he did just run over a pede- uh, paparazzi pedestrian the other day. So... He's a big church guy now, dude. Yeah, he's into church. He's into God. So it's like, you're going to fight back or what? Like, Tim, if Bieber goes like the Tim Tebow route, I'm going to put it right now. I don't care what it sounds sound like. I'm out on Bieber. Because if he comes out with like a God album, Christian Rock, are you going to be in? I'll be full in. I've never, yeah. I've never listened to a sick Christian Rock band or album. And you're telling me Bieber wouldn't put it. Could you imagine? Can you imagine, like, can you imagine going to church? Like, five-year-old and six-year-olds would actually want to go to church because they would just be seeing Justin Bieber hits. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on from fucking Justin Bieber. Uh Chris Kunitz was in the news. Some psycho out of Pennsylvania just got charged with, like, arson, theft, all of these different things, like, mad warrants. She's going away for a while. Uh, it comes out. She's Chris Kunitz's ex-nanny. Uh, Chris Kunitz had bought like his wife like $12,000 or $13,000 earrings as some sort of present. Um, She copped them. She stole them. She sold them to a jewelry store or a pawn shop. She got busted for it. You hate Chris Kunitz. So what are your thoughts on this? Chris Kunitz getting robbed by his goddamn man. I think it shows that he he has a poor lack of character and judging character. If you have a nanny that's going to be looking after your kids, I think there should be a couple red flags that come up before the nanny starts burning houses down and stealing shit. Also, if if that isn't the case, he's definitely banging this nanny. 
Yeah, that came to mind for me too. Yeah, and and she wanted she wanted the earrings back, and you know she took them. That I mean, it's either he's just a fucking idiot, which I mean could be completely valid because he's a fucking rat, or you know we have a Marty Broder thing going on. True, true. It could just be kind of like if you tell the cops I stole the earrings, and I'm going to tell your wife that you're banging me. Could be that. <laughs> kind of uh-huh. like a ride or die chick, dude. I'd like to meet this lady. I don't know. I don't know if you should ever get into a girl that burns down houses. But you got a picture of her? No, no picture yet. I'll look it up. Try to get a mugshot. I'll put it on Twitter. Um, I bet she's hot. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious because I hate Chris Kunitz, but I never really had a singular reason why. And thinking back on it when this topic came out, I was thinking about how I'm pretty sure it was you who influenced me to hate Chris Kunitz. You're welcome. Well, what made you hate him? Like, what singular? Is there a singular thing? Like, is there anything <laughs> about him? Why do you hate Chris Kunitz so much? Because I've seen him like I've seen him fight Rangers. He like fought Kreider and like Klein. Both fights kind of sucked. Like, there's no like. I, never, I just like, I just think he's it, a fake tough guy. He's a fake tough guy who got an easy route because he got to ride Sidney Crosby's coattails. And the thing that really made me hate him is when he made the Canadian team because there's no reason why he should have made that team other than the fact that him and Crosby are butt buddies. Yeah, that's true. All right, that's fair. Yeah, he just kind of has a fucking face too when you look at him. Right, just like – it's not – remember Tyler Kennedy? Yeah. Kind of like yeah. Tyler Kennedy, just not that bad. Yeah, that's true. That guy's face was fucked. Uh, all right, moving on. Patrick Elias. Devils are retiring his jersey – February 26th, shout out to the 26th. That's a quintessential douchebag franchise move. Um, what do you got on Patrick Alias's number getting retired? The guy gets hepatitis C and then all of a sudden we fucking we retire his jersey number. How does that make sense? He hasn't played in the league in like four years. He was supposed to be the Devils like number one guy. The Devils have sucked forever. I mean, they beat the Rangers at one time in the playoffs, but that was fucked up because I wasn't watching it and that's why they lost. But they've never, I mean, the Devils really haven't been that good since, like, the Scott Stevens era. Am I wrong? Right, but he was their leading scorer on those teams. He put up 96 points when they won the Cup. Who was he playing with? Do you know? Uh, remember that line? It was fucking Elias, Socorro, and Arnott. That was their number one line. That's a pretty good line. I don't know, I mean, like, what, I guess I'd really have to look into it and see what jersey numbers they retired from that team. I, I mean, yeah. I, Maybe uh, maybe he is a retireable kind of guy. Maybe he is. I just I I've never really he never really got me going. I guess. Yeah, I mean he he tailed off at the end of his career. Devils have retired five numbers so far, and I'm pretty sure all five numbers are defensemen. Or four. I don't know if they've retired Marty yet. I think they've retired Marty. They haven't retired a goalie. I know Stevens, Niedermeyer. I think fucking Ken Danico got his number retired, which is pretty questionable at best. But I mean, I guess I guess. It's tough because the Devils are such a shit show of an organization. They seem irrelevant forever. And that's not me as a Rangers fan because I'm not a Rangers fan. And I feel like all New York sports teams have like this inferiority complex against each other. Not really when you're the best. Yeah, okay. There it is. So that just shows. I I just think that how many cups have the Devils won since the Rangers won a cup? Yeah, that's that's cool, man. Yeah, because NHL Center Ice was around back then. All right. You were a Florida Panthers fan when the Rangers won the Cup. My point my point no. being is that he's been kind of their face of their franchise. Even if it's a shitty franchise, he never played anywhere else. He got hepatitis. He poops his pants or something like that. I don't know. He, I, It makes sense. At first, I wanted to hate on it because it's Patrick Alias. It's like, who cares? But it kind of makes sense. Yeah, and if you kind of look at the Devils forwards, like, who have they really had? Like, they, they built that entire team around defense. 
and, and Marty Brodeur. I mean, Bobby Olik wasn't a career devil. Scott Gomez wasn't a career devil. I mean, I, I'm really struggling to find, like, who their number one guy was. It might have been yeah. it might have been Eliash. It was I because there's no one else with him. He he was the only guy that really lasted through that that team. And then it was Parisi and Parisi obviously is like I hate New Jersey and left. So Steve Ruchin, dude. What Steve Ruchin? Steve Ruchin. Remember that yeah, guy? Really? Yeah. Who can forget? All right, we're not going to keep talking about shitty devil players. Deal. Uh, Vegas Strip Club. <laughs> oh, God, I wish I remembered the name of it. Try to think of it off the top of my head. Vegas Strip Club comes out with a promotion saying if you go to the club, watch games, it's a dollar cover fee. They're going to offer $20 buckets of beer. Um, Strip Club's a crazy horse, three, not to get confused with crazy horse, one or two. Uh, They've got a a 70-inch TV and a 100-inch TV. What are your thoughts? Are you down to go to the Strip Club to watch a hockey game? 100%. Are you kidding me? You pay $21 for a bucket of beer and to get in and you see titties while you're watching the game? True. I mean, that's true, but here's the thing. It's it's uh, three-on-three overtime, big game. Are you getting – some girl comes up, offers you a lap dance. you taking it or are you saying oh, that's a good, Dude, that's a good call, man, because they're going to be annoying the piss out of you for lap dances. Yeah, like, they still want your money. Yeah, like my thing would have been, all right, it's it's intermission or it's commercial. Now I can kind of kind of browse and see what's going on. But they're, they're going to be right in your grill throughout the entire game. So watching a game may – May not be. I mean, I would try it and see how it went the first time. Uh, maybe, maybe there's a game on that every like. Oh, you know, it'd be cool like the Winter Classic. Like that'd be pretty cool to go to. Like go to the strip club and watch because nobody pays attention to the Winter Classic. You know what I mean? So you just kind of that would be. I'd be down for that. Um. Yeah, I was just thinking. The good news is Vegas is gonna suck. So by the end of the first period, they'll be down three nothing, and you'll be wanting that twenty dollars bucket of beers and some titties. True. Do you think Air, Do you think Air Force Amy or any of the girls from the Bunny Ranch are gonna be around or no? You can only hope, but uh, I don't know if they can pull those big names for a twenty dollars bucket of beer night. That'd be pretty sick, Air Force Amy. Like you know how like before the game, like uh, planes fly over the game. Maybe before the hockey games, Air Force Amy just comes out and just you know that does a little a lap on the catwalk. <laughs> All right. Oh, before we transition really quick, NHL giving the Vegas Golden Knights five games on NHL ne- or NBC and then Edmonton three games is so stupid. That's so it's, NHL, though. I don't care that Edmonton's like a Canadian market. Like People are still going to watch that game. I'm pretty sure I watched every game I could when he was on TV last year. So it's fucking stupid. Nah, really dumb. Because, I mean, the Vegas is going to suck. Connor McDavid's only on national TV three times. Yeah, yeah, in America. He's probably, I bet you he's on Canadian national TV every time he plays, which is yeah. awesome. But, uh, Matt Duchesne came out. He's pissed. Go figure. He said, my identity will be with a team come training camp. I don't know what team that is yet. Yikes. So you got on that. <laughs> what, what a leader. <laughs> he has no idea where he's gone. He's just riding the wave right now, man. I think he's praying to be traded. Joe Sackick. What a hockey player, but what a shitty general manager, man. Like, he thinks that he has the biggest balls ever, and he hasn't done anything to prove it. They've had one good year, and then they fell apart. They shouldn't be that bad of a team. They have Landeskog, Duchesne. Uh, they used to have O'Reilly. They don't have him anymore. Uh, Tyson Berry on defense. Like, those are three decently good names. Am I missing anybody else that's good on that team? No, it's pretty Oh, McKinnon. Yet. They have McKinnon, too, which is a guy that you can try to build around. Like, they have stuff they can build around. I don't know if it's drafting or whatever, but... The thing about Duchesne, man, like, 
I would tell Sackick to fuck himself. He's, he's been in Duchesne's head for, like, the past two years. Are you going to get traded or you're not going to get traded? And now you just you don't know? Like, I don't really think that's really that fair. And, I I mean, do you think that's going to affect people wanting to go to Colorado or signing with Colorado shit like that? Yeah, I mean, who the fuck? Who would want to play there unless you're a veteran who can't get a contract anywhere else? Like, it's a dumpster fire. I, at first, I was kind of like, Duchesne needs to stop crying. But at this point, he's been, like, in the news so much, so many rumors. Every single team's almost had a connection to him, and nothing's been done. And he doesn't even know if he's going to be there at the end of the year. How are you going to let that guy go back and play for your team again? He clearly is over it. I would be over it. And it's just that I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, Joe Sackett, great player, but it just goes to show, like, Sometimes it's better to get a nerd up in the front office than somebody who played in the league before because that shit can go sour fast. And not and like if you're gonna hold on to him and you want you want so much for him, you're not thinking that this isn't gonna distract. He had a shitty year last year. You think he's gonna put up good numbers this year? His numbers are gonna go down. His trade value is gonna go down. When do you want to sell as high as you possibly could? Yeah, they're selling. His, I mean, and now his hands are cuffed too because everyone knows that Duchesne wants to go. Duchesne's had a down year. Like, he's not going to get offered what he wanted. He's so far away from what he was asking for before, which is like a first, like a stud young defenseman and like another great prospect. Like, not a chance at this point, but you have your hands tied. Figure it out. Yeah, I forget what the Islanders were offering, but the Islanders offered a lot for him, and they still said no. And great segue, kid. Did you see that Calvin DeHaan got signed for a one-year $3.3 million contract avoiding arbitration? I did. I don't understand. I don't understand the whole one-year deal. Like, why wouldn't either side go to arbitration there? Like, one of the sides had to have thought that they had a better chance than the other side. Why wouldn't you just go through with that if you're only going to sign for one year anyway? I think arbitration sucks, and the general consensus is that all players that go through it fucking hate it and tell everybody else never go through it because it's the worst thing in the world. You basically get shit on by your own team, and the team shit, and you shit on them, and it goes back and forth. I mean, I think it's another bridge thing. It's kind of like Spooner signed for uh, 2.875, I think, for one year. He's still going to be a restricted free agent after this year. So they're really saying, here's $3, the ball's in your $3 million. Ball's in your court. Either have a good season or shut the fuck up. Yeah, I don't see DeHaan playing for the Islanders anywhere past this year. So, and I mean, that's another thing. Like, There's some teams in the NHL where their GMs are just like, what the fuck are you doing? Which is a perfect segue to Yarmir Gagar was promised a contract off Segway City man yeah he was offered a contract at the end of the season reports say by the Panthers that contract's not coming what are your thoughts on that um I mean I, I have no idea how he's not signed to a team yet he's a living legend even if you have a shitty team you're telling me you want to want him in the locker room helping those kids out and I don't really think he's going to demand that much money so like a team like Arizona or like a team I mean, he's not going to go to Toronto because they're they're pretty much capped. But like a younger team, maybe Carolina, somebody like that, with a younger team where you know you have a living legend in your locker room. He works harder than anybody else, and that's just going to rub off on people. Like, I kind of hope the Rangers take a swing on him, but I, I don't think they have the cap room really to do it right now. But I wouldn't mind Yogs coming back and hooking up with Buchnevich and like VC and showing Kevin Hayes that just losing twenty pounds isn't enough. Like, I, I don't understand it. And fuck Florida for telling him he has a contract and then not giving him a contract. If I was the players in that locker room, I would I would fucking flip. Yeah, that's my big takeaway is, like, everyone was like, oh, the Florida Panthers have so much young talent. Oh, they're on the up and up. It's the Florida goddamn Panthers. They stink. They will always stink. They can't get fans. It's so nice there, but still no one wants to play there. 
They let they had their leading scorer from last year. They put him up in the expansion draft. He got taken. Yeah. He put up four goals last year. They fired their coach last year. Couldn't even call him a goddamn cap. Uh, what else? Oh, they're stats guys now, so they're looking at analytics strictly. It's just like shout out to Full Tilt. It's so it's so Miami that like the sports teams just trash and no one cares. And you're right. If I if I was in that locker room, if I was a free agent, I would not go near the Florida Panthers. I don't care that I could get a sick uh, tan going on and drink a couple of Coronas on the beach like Todd Bertuzzi, but I I just wouldn't want to go there. Like no one has your back. They're lying. Like it's one thing to like maybe say that to like a fringe AHL NHL guy and yeah. be like you know what look other way. And I really don't give a shit. And I've said this before about like how Yager's a legend, but like at the same time, like. That's one of the few guys in the league you probably shouldn't pick around. So, tough look for the Panthers. It's a Christmas Scott Mellon being Ed Jovanoski, dude. Chovo. Chovo. Ryan Fitz- right. Was it Ryan Fitzpatrick? They had a Fitzpatrick guy on their team a while back. I forget his fucking first name. Yeah, his son's a Bruins prospect. Okay, of course he is. Is that all we have for topics? Yeah, that's what I got. All right, good, that's a good amount for middle of the summer though. August coming in hot with some random topics. Yeah, like I mean I don't mind it at all, and that was all kind of I saw most of those stories today too. Like I don't, so today Weird. was a good day, August second. Uh, now we're gonna get into our new segment. We've been tweeting it out, Instagramming it out. If you haven't followed us, it's at morning underscore skate. We're doing our new puck bag segment where people call in, they leave voicemails, uh, they are gonna ask us some questions. So without further ado, here's our puck bag segment. Hey guys, what's up? I'm Kevin Weeks. But you gotta back up. I gotta deceive Too you. Too close. Too close. Hold on, I'm gonna put my mask on because I didn't sign a waiver. So, puck bag time. You ready, Hal? Oh yeah, I'm ready. All right. Here's our first our first voicemail we got here. Give it a second. There hey, Ked. Would you rather be homeless for the rest of your life or have a 20 year long NHL career making? $5 million a year, but you'd have to have Mark Stahl as your D partner the entire time. Well, that just put my brain in a pretzel. All right, so it's... Fuck. It's, you could have a uh, long NHL career making $5 million a year, uh, but Mark Stahl is your D partner, or you're homeless. What do you pick? What do you think I pick? I pick an NHL career. I don't have the same hatred for Mark Stahl. I know. I think I know what your answer is going to be, but I'm curious. I don't really have that big of a hot take on this. Is directed at you. I would say though, just to keep in consideration, you could always just throw him bunny passes all season long, get him laid out every shift. So I tried. I I've been trying to weigh the pros of being homeless. Um, not that much expectation. Uh, you you know depends where you're homeless. The homeless in Hawaii live large. They got public showers. They're on the beach. It's not that bad. Damn. Correct. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, $5 million is a lot of money for a while. Um, you could get them lit up all the time. Yeah, you'd make $100 million in 20 years. Yeah, it's really not that hard. I appreciate the question, but I just have to stick it up with that idiot and just kind of do that. that. That would be mine. So now we'll move on to the next one, which is right here. Takes a second for him to load. Hey, this is Pat Bountai from Buffalo, New York. Um, I was wondering, why does Jimmy have to eat on Buffalo so much? It's a nice town. Like, um, pretty much they sell out every game. 
I went to 31 games last year, and pretty much most of them were sold out. Even though they've never won the Stanley Cup, they still sold a lot of seats, and a lot of fans love to go to the games. So, Jimmy, why do you have to hate on Buffalo so much? How about you come here, try some wings, probably shove some of that blue down your throat, then maybe you'll change your mind. Plus, we have World Juniors coming up here at the Harbor Center. And also, the Harbor Center posted the 11-day power play. Also, the Frozen Four for high school hockey from now on. So, come on, Jimmy. Stop the hate. Come to Buffalo. Have some wings. Have some beer. Enjoy some hockey. And maybe watch the Rangers lose. All right. I'll hang up now. Thank you. Bye. Well, thanks for calling in, Pat. We appreciate that. Uh, why do I hate Buffalo so much? I think it has to do with, I mean, growing up, the Rangers would get blacked out all the time, and the Sabres would be on, so I would have to listen to Rick Jenneret, and I know how he's like a living legend in Buffalo, but I cannot stand that guy. I, I just don't like the culture around, like, the announcing and, like, the media and shit like that. Buffalo, I mean, I don't really like Rochester. I fucking hate Rochester, to be honest. But Buffalo, I mean, I like Bill's Mafia. They do have good wings. They do have good beer. Jack Eichel is kind of a stud, but I think at the end of the day, Pat, you can fuck off. Yeah, I I think I lived in Buffalo for a year. Food is awesome in Buffalo. Beer is awesome in Buffalo. The sports scene, like, people act like they're the lovable losers. As a Boston sports fan with the Bruins and the Patriots, I get so, so sick of Buffalo fans. Bill's Mafia, like, they have the rep for partying, and that's cool that they party. But they are the biggest group of crybabies in the world. You look at, like, every year the Sabres and the Bills. Everyone in the world knows they're going to stink, but everyone in Buffalo is like, oh, the Bills are going 10-6. and six. They're going to beat the Patriots, and the Sabres are going to get first in the Northeast Division. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong? And they're talking shit, and they're throwing their weight for, like, the preseason. Week one comes out, all their teams always get blown out, and then they turn into these lovable losers. But I'm not buying it. Like, I don't forget that you're the biggest shit talkers in the world. Like, I don't forget that Buffalo thinks they are the shit until they realize every year that they live in a delusional fantasy land. It, and one thing that really pissed me off, too, is when Sean Thornton fought John Scott, because I was living in Buffalo at that point, and John Scott, like, one convincingly obviously and they are just acting like john thorne was the biggest pussy in the world it's like i don't know i just i can't i i like the city in a sense but the sports fans people give them way too much sympathy yeah and i mean there's 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 a few families from out west that i just really can't stand so i feel like that probably has some sort of factor in that as well but uh pat what rick jenneret drives in, a, in, like, a Pontiac, and he has a vanity plate that says Top Shelf, so that makes me hate him that much more. I Yeah, as soon as that guy isn't around, then maybe I can kind of start embracing Buffalo, but until then, I don't think so. All right, next up, we'll see how this one goes. What's up, Ted and Hal? DJ Zumi, a.k.a. Merb. Said any question was fair game, so I need your top five you hockey moms ranked in order. Top five, given to me. Lee, I need explanations too. Let's hear it. Top five hockey moms, Al. I 
way. Um, this is kind of hard, <laughs> like because yeah. I don't really want to talk shit with actual names. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I don't know. Can I plead the? F- Why the fuck did you play that voicemail? I can't. I, <laughs> I can't answer that due to several reasons. One, uh, I'm trying to go undercover. Two, I don't want anyone to ruin my life. Three, I thought all the moms were beautiful. They all baked well. They all had band-aids on deck, orange slices for days. Great. Everyone had jock jams in their minivan playing when they picked you up to go to practice. I can't pick them all. I love them all. I'll grab all their butts. Yeah, for I think the youth hockey moms, especially around us, like I'll tell you this one thing. They can jam if a song comes on that they want to hear, like uh, Fire Burning or uh, what's the one by Black Eyed Peas? I got a feeling. Yeah, if if either of those two songs come on, the Hockey Moms lose their shit. So, I like that. Also, in youth hockey, I was in Corinth, dude. So, there weren't really a lot of moms around. Moving on. Yeah. Thanks, DJ Zooming, for that one. Let's see what this one is. Bigger hog, Henrik Lundqvist or Jed Ortmeier? Uh, I think it's got to be Jed. You don't, you don't play, you don't, you don't play hockey that way unless you have a big dick. Yeah, I mean it's tough. I think Henrik Lundqvist literally has it all. He's got like the money. He's skilled. He's good looking. There's no way that guy's got a huge dick. <laughs> And it would just be too perfect. No one's that perfect. Everyone's got their flaws. Plus, he hasn't won a cup. People always say that NFL quarterbacks, the bigger the dick, the better they are. So, uh, ipso facto, if he had a bigger dick, maybe the Rangers would have a cup. Oh, fuck you, dude. Jesus. All right, and here's our here's our last one that we have coming in. What's up, Ked and Hale? Merv, a.k.a. DJ Zumi, again. Um, <coughs> got a question for you. Everyone knows Ken's Beer League All-Star. Thanks. Lives and dies for his Navy Molson. Yep. Uh, I just want to know what it takes putting to creating a unstoppable summer league team. What are the dimensions you need on every summer league team to win a championship? I think Navy Molson has it, but I think the followers might need to know. Alright, so quick shout out to whoever that was. I appreciate it. I am an all-star. I also have constructed arguably one of the best beer league hockey teams in history, which we're going to get into with our next guest coming up. Um, to be completely honest, man, you need... We'll, we'll both go. I think you need at least three highly, highly skilled players that can score. I think you need a whole lot of depth guys. You need a bunch of below-average defensemen. You need a goalie that's going to realize that all the goals on them are going to be on odd man rushes. And you you just need to have a locker room that's down to, to drink. I think if you have all of those things together. Oh, and like you, you need an enforcer and everybody kind of has to be an asshole. Like that, that would, that makes up our team ever since I made one. So that would be my answer. What about you, Al? Yeah. I mean, you need, Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before I don't get yelled at by somebody, you also need, you also need somebody with a fucking fire ox cord to keep going. Yeah, I was, that was going to go, if I had to go top of the list, I would just say, you need a good locker room DJ, you need someone who has a good uh, jungle juice recipe, 
you need like one or two kids that still play college hockey and are still in shape to score goals. Um, you need a couple of kids who count their stats and are trying to get four every night. Uh, you need a goalie who's out of his goddamn mind and doesn't really care that he's going to get 25 breakaways a game. And you need a couple role players too, a couple guys that will help those fucking so-called below average defensemen that you said all you need. Uh, you know, the defensemen that have to hang back every time people are trying to score the most goals in the league every year. Yeah, I think you know, I think I said that wrong when I said below average defensemen. I think what I meant to say yeah, is not de- not defensemen that, like, join the rush all the time. Like, stay-at-home defensemen. Yeah, you need some guys that will go back. And, of course, you need the fighter, too. So I'd say I agree with that. We've got a pretty similar concoction there. Not you don't. The one thing, though, is you don't want too many kids to play college hockey. Because college hockey coincides, they have to go off to school before the season, before playoffs start, and then you lose. So, well, here's one other thing you need: you need a leader, a captain, a GM, and a coach that picks those guys and makes sure that those are the types of guys that'll come back for a championship. I think, I think the leader, I think the captain's probably the biggest part. Nah, it's debatable. Uh, And then we have one other question. It wasn't. You want to know why I agree? Because. Because sometimes you have leaders and they lead you championship after championship and everything's going well and they're on a su- they're on a summer high and then they bring a girlfriend one tournament and everything falls apart and you go on with three. So I agree. I guess the leader is more valuable than I. Thought. How did how did the how did the leader do in that tournament though? Did he have more points than anybody else? It's weird. We have one last question. I don't. I remember the first. Definitely had more points than everybody else. Wasn't close. <laughs> Next one. Uh, he, this is the last one. Uh, thanks, Hal. I appreciate you. you can go fuck off, man. Uh, next, <laughs> next. This isn't yeah. a voicemail. This is just a message that was sent. <laughs> okay, bud. You want to get into it? How's your roommate? Next one. Yeah. Best right. best moment you've been a part of hockey wise. That holy shit, I was there for that moment. And that's from at Offside Talk, Offside Hockey Talk. Now let me say it again. No, do you want to go first because I don't really know. Best moment you've been a part of hockey-wise that holy... Now, do you think this guy's talking about, like, glory, or do you think he's just talking about a hockey moment? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's talking about being a part of a team or watching a team, so I think either answer works. I think the best moment I've ever seen, there were these two absolute just, like, enforcers in this beer league that I was in. And one said something else. The other like really pissed him off. So the one guy like baseball hit like baseball swung and hit him in the uh, leg with his stick, and it was enough where like it probably would have went viral just then and there. We're all just kind of like, holy shit, that just happened. So they both go to the box, and the guy who originally ran his mouth said something again, and the gu- the other guy walked behind the box and started tomahawking him in the head with his hockey stick. It was one of the it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. That was hands down the best hockey moment. I it was a holy shit moment. If there was video in here, somebody would be arrested and this would be on Barstool Sports. That's fair. I, I can't I can't think of a moment I've been a part of. I haven't been a part of that many sick moments playing. There were some good ones. I remember when I was in Pee Wee's a kid tried to stab another kid on the other team with a skate, kinda happy Gilmore style and got suspended by USA hockey for the rest of the year. That was good. No shit. In- in person, I've seen some good games. I've seen some playoff games. My favorite in person, if I was like at a rink that I love, and I've probably said this a thousand times, is I watched Sean Thornton and Sean Cote 
drop the gloves at center ice in like the middle of the second period and just fucking chuck at each other's head for a minute and a half. It was the most exhilarating moment of my life. So uh, that would be my answer. Okay. All right. And that's what we have for our puck bag. Keep doing this. We keep getting responses and stuff. We'll keep having these types of segments. But uh, so I think that's pretty much all we got for right now. And now we're going to kind of get into our interviews. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy those. All right, we're back. I'd like to welcome Nick from Beer League Hockey. He's taking time out of his day to come hang out with the boys. How's it going, man? Hey, it's going well. Thanks for having me. Not podcast to podcast, man. We appreciate it. Uh, I've been listening to your podcast for the last couple weeks. I, I really enjoy it. So how about you tell the listeners like what you guys do over there so if they're looking for other hockey podcasts or anything along those lines to listen to, they know where to go. All right, so uh, the podcast is called Beer League Talk, and it's uh, it's really just – you know, me and me and a couple friends. Uh, we we have we actually have four other co-hosts, but right now it's two it's two other chicks that uh, play hockey and they played their whole lives, and it's really just an extension of the locker room. So, you know, our whole thing was, hey, if you like playing hockey and you like drinking a few beers after the game and you like that whole locker room banter, that's that's kind of where we are where we are. And uh, you know, also, I mean, I, I have kind of some unique insight into beer league hockey since I work in uh, the industry full time. So, you know, we get to talk about you know all those things that beer leaguers complain about, like ringers and league fees and and all sorts of stuff so that i mean that's pretty much what the whole show's about no that's awesome i mean hal and i we've been on the same hockey team well this year he, he ended up moving to maine but i put together a hockey team some call it a dynasty some call it the best daily <laughs> team in the world i i don't personally say it but yeah it's pretty much it but i've had the same team for probably about seven years we're like upstate new york so i started it and i got all like the really good high school kids because I, I was younger back then and then they all went on to like go play college. So every summer, everybody comes home and we we play in this Molson League. And oh, let nice. me tell you, that place, that, that league's seen some shit time or two. It's uh, <laughs> well, it seems like it's like for for me, like I didn't start playing uh, until I was an adult. I live in Canada now, but uh, I'm I'm from Oklahoma originally and didn't uh, get into the game till I met a Canadian and she forced me. So uh, I haven't seen all the crazy shit that goes on in juniors and that kind of stuff, but. Uh, I've been to 11 tournaments this year so far. And 11? So there is some, yeah, I actually I work for a company that travels around and, and they do tournaments uh, called draft tournaments. And it's pretty much, uh, you don't need a team to you just sign up by yourself. And then we create like a uh, jerseys, pants, shells, and socks that the players get to keep. And so there's a theme for all of them. And then we make our teams by beer chugging contests. So it's a, it's a, it's a shit show weekend, man. Like I, I'm actually, after I get off with you, I'm packing to go to Vancouver tomorrow. So, that's awesome. So you live the dream. Are you kidding me? Wow. Go for it. Uh, yeah, I, I, everyone always says, oh, I love your job. And, hey, I love my job, too. I mean, to think a, a guy from Oklahoma would be able to uh, to do full-time hockey stuff is, is crazy. But uh, it is a lot of work because, I mean, you guys know your beer leaguers. You know the struggles that uh, you guys have and what you complain about. And so, like, our league has 300 teams in five cities. So we have to, you know, take those struggles, you know, 300 times the amount that your team does right and then we have to deal with that and it's it's a it's it's a it's a process that, that's what i was gonna ask is like i find it interesting because you're on the other side what do you what do you what are like the biggest struggles that you deal with on the inside like running the league stuff that like guys do that piss you off because i feel like from my perspective i'm on teams and i'm thinking to myself wow the commissioner must hate us right now like <laughs> that really grind your ears they're like this team's out 
Well, I mean, one I won't talk about. It's pretty, pretty uh, understandable. Is money? Like I'm chasing money. It's almost oh, yeah. like I'm a bill collector uh, yeah. sometimes. But the, the biggest one, really, like we just talked about this in our podcast episode last night, is uh, just the ringers and that situation. I mean, it's easy, like in Calgary and. We're one of the biggest leagues in Western Canada. So in Calgary, we have 14 divisions and we can move people up and down. Uh, but I mean, there's still a lot of onus that goes on beer league teams. Like uh, I made a joke yesterday and sent out a picture that said beer league logic player says, I've been playing competitive hockey for 10 years. Team GM says, Oh, you'll be great in the beginner league. So yeah. I mean, we deal with that. And, and it's not even like we can only do so much as a league, but it onus is on GMs to say, Hey, we shouldn't be playing in Div 13 when I got a bunch of junior kids, which is what happened. We had a team that they totally misrepresented themselves. They were winning games by 10 goals. They started in Div 12. We've now moved them two times to Div 6, and they're still running teams. And it's just like, why would you start that low if you know you have yeah. junior hockey guys? Like, it's crazy. Yeah, I like uh, – last weekend we went in a tournament. We played in Burlington, Vermont, and we were an older team. We had a lot of guys who are like 35, 40. They had their wife and kids there. A lot of drinking. We get to like the third game. I'm, I have like heartburn. I'm hungover, and we get out there, and there's like three kids on the team that were playing there, like currently playing Division Three. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It's like great. I get it that you guys are great at hockey. I'm not really mad at that, but it's like, why are you playing us right now? That's it was brutal. They they had like they had like team stretches and like team warm up pants and jackets on and shit. It was it was outrageous. And we did we're just, we show up. Did you see them walk in in ties? Were oh, it was it, ties? pretty much, man. And there's a lake right outside the the rink, so we were all just getting buckled on the beach, just catching rays. And we walk in like thinking we we're gonna run it, and we're like, oh wow. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's actually how I got started in adult hockey is I, I was in Oklahoma and I started a team because there wasn't really any learn to play uh, things around Oklahoma because, I mean, who plays hockey when it's 110 degrees all the time? Yeah. But uh, I started traveling to tournaments and that's the one thing I always saw is the tournaments are a different beast because you got guys that are junior playing in the beginner division. And you're like, why are you down here? But they do it and they, they don't care. They just want to win the tournaments. And I, I never kind of... I never understood, and uh, it's something that's one of those things you just can't explain. So from our side, like, we just want games to be even and people to have fun. And so people are like, why doesn't the league do anything? Well, we do everything we can because we don't want you to have a bad experience, especially here where we we have 15 leagues in the city and you can go circle around and play in any, any one of them, you know. So in Oklahoma, is a little different. We had one league with 12 teams, and that's the only place you could play. Here, there's many options. I mean, that's how many now is it, is it set up where you guys have like stats and refs and stuff like that? Or yeah, we have uh, two refs, a timekeeper. We have a website that keeps our stats. I, I don't want to point anyone to that website cause you might see how, how unimpressive my stats are, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we, it, 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 I mean, it, we were like the people that we're just talking about that are playing like the guy is 11 games played and has like 47 points <sighs> and he's playing in the lower divisions. And it's like, dude, like just, why? Why are you doing it? like it's it's crazy? I mean, you, so yeah. this is interesting because I've never I know you don't live there anymore, but I've never talked to anybody who played hockey in Oklahoma. <laughs> so talk about like the scene of like a hockey community in an area like that. I know with the NHL expansion, like Arizona, you're starting to see people come out of there. All the southern mm-hmm. states. Do you think there's like a future? Maybe. Well, I mean, for New York boys, I mean, we got the the only born and bred Oklahoman NHL player who played for the Islanders a couple of years ago, named Matt Donovan, and uh, he 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 came out. I mean, he was he was uh, playing hockey his whole life. His dad actually runs the rink in Oklahoma, and so he was always on the rink. and And he went in, and and I mean, he made it. Now he's over in Europe, 
But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like, uh, an Oklahoma college team has won the ACHA Division uh, One title the last, uh, I think, two out of the last four or five years. Um, we got the kids winning national titles. So, I mean, that, that's, what's really cool about, uh, like Phoenix, even though people say, Oh, they got to move. They're not making any money. They're starting to produce hockey players. Like it's starting to do what it was set up for because yeah, the teams want fans to come and, and play and, and watch, watch their games. But the one way to build fans is to build hockey players. And when you're building hockey players, you're just, you're growing the game that much more. And that that's, that's what I like to see. That's why I would like to see a, a team in Houston. They're, they're, they're making a push to, to try to get uh, hockey back in Houston, but Vegas is crazy. We played in a tournament there February and before any of the stuff was set up and you got people wearing Vegas night shirts that live in Vegas that know nothing about hockey, but they're, are, are, they're excited. Like they want to learn to play hockey now because they have a team there. So. That's awesome, man. So uh, the culture has got to be like incredibly different between Oklahoma and Canada. We're from uh, upstate New York. So, I mean, we, I feel like we have a little bit more hockey than uh, Oklahoma does, but I don't think it even compares to Canada. So what's it like up there? Well, I mean, I mean, from it's funny when I try to get my buddies to come play these tournaments with us, they're always worried because they say, "Well, everyone in Canada plays," but I mean, it's not the case because, as you know, hockey is an expensive sport. It's yeah. not cheap. So we've got we've got people that have lived up here their whole life and they never got to play. And then there's a lot of immigration, especially in into Vancouver and Calgary, just because of their economies of people that come from China or, or India and they, they never got a chance to play hockey growing up because. They don't really play hockey over there. So, uh, you know, our league is built actually on more beginner level players because we have a program called Discover Hockey. And it, it graduates a thousand new players in Calgary and Edmonton every year. A thousand new players wow. every single year, which is crazy. So, I mean, yeah, there's a there's a lot of hockey up here. Uh, the one the one big difference I'll say from Canada and, and Oklahoma is uh, the Canadians are more willing to pay for hockey. I mean, I, we're paying 800 bucks a player for a 30 game season and no one bitches about it. That's, that's just the way it is. And in Oklahoma, they're paying $210 and yeah. they lose their shit over 200 bucks. Right. So not big time. I mean, even I think here for a 30 game season, it's like 350 bucks. And I know the guy who runs the league pretty well. And just like with you, like collecting money is always an issue for him always. And it's. It's just something. Now, here, here's here's a question for you. So, let's say there's a team of 15 guys, right, and they have a game and, like, seven can't make it. Do they just skate with eight, or do you provide them subs, ringers, and stuff like that? Like, how does that even work with anything like that? Because that's an issue we run into. Yeah, and, I mean, that's that's what we base our team. Like, we have a team fee, so our team fee is, like, 12 grand, and we have uh, 16 guys on the team, 15 and a goalie. And uh, our rules are pretty liberal. Like, we want the games to happen. We mm-hmm. want people to play games. So, you can bring any sub that you want. So like there's a Calgary adult hockey players group with over a thousand people in it. And you can just say, Hey, anyone want to come out and sub for us? Uh, the only rule we have is you have to have at least uh, six skaters and a goalie to play. So that if you have five skaters, you just forfeit. But my team is, my team has 16 guys that paid full price. And we have three guys that have only made one game. And like last game we played with seven skaters. So, I mean, it happens, uh, but there's so many hockey players up here that, that will jump out and play if you just ask them. So, I'm I'm really excited we get to talk to you about all this stuff. This is interesting. How? What you got? Anything? Yeah, I was just skipping and ask you what are your what are your thoughts? Because I mean, I I'm pretty out of shape at this point in my career. When you see seven guys on your team walk into the locker room, are you excited for the playing time, or are you kind of like, oh shit, like I'm <laughs> I, I'm excited. 
I'm excited until there's like four minutes left in the first period and I haven't, I haven't got to get off the ice yet. Uh, I mean, for me, like I, I'm fat and out of shape too. Right. So, uh, I understand the struggles there, but uh, you know, a lot of the guys on my team are just like, Hey, more ice. But the only problem is when you, when you have those guys and you win, it's all good. Right. But if you have seven guys and you start losing those games, then it just, it, it, I mean, the team just falls apart. I mean, that's what almost happened to our winner team. We, we probably had, uh, I mean, we had 16 guys. And when I looked at, uh, at the roster with five games left in the season, we had six guys that had played one or fewer games <laughs> and we were, we were getting, we were getting our ass kicked most games. And so we had to have a come to Jesus meeting about how we were going to approach things in the summer. And, you know, summer's harder because up here it's, it's so cold in the winter. I mean, you guys know you're upstate New York that in the summer people like to be out on vacation and holidays. So yeah. we had a couple games this year with seven, but, you know, I enjoy it. I mean, I, I play so much now. I would much rather have at least 10. But, you know, when I go to these tournaments and play five games and I, after this weekend, I have a weekend break and then we have three straight travel tournaments in a row. So, wow. That's, all That's like – you're in like the I don't even know what it is. It's like the show of beer league hockey. It yeah. seems like yeah, so, and you know what's crazy about it? You would think that I, all this playing I would get better, but I think I get worse because like you skate so much, you just ha- you get the bad habits, and then you just you keep them because you can't ever change them. And for me, like I never learned to skate. I mean, I was 29, 30 years old, and I was getting on the ice in Oklahoma, and no one to teach me. It's just hey, get on the ice and try not to fall down. So my skating is brutal, but. You know, when I get heated, my chirp game is on point. They need it to be, <laughs> need it to be, man. And I think it just comes down to loving the game. I don't think I've ever met somebody who loves beer league hockey as much as I do until you came on here. This is this is, I'm I'm actually blown away a little bit right now. And you guys do the Westie Award, which we were trying to look up what the Westie meant. Like we know it's a beer league award, but why is it called yeah. the Westie stuff like that? So how about you get into that a little bit? Okay, well, I mean, I'll start with just the, the Westie Award. Is I mean, I, I started the podcast because, I mean, I like to talk. And I like to hear myself talk, and I think I'm really important, but I'm, I'm not. Same. But uh, re- really, I mean, I wanted to give back to the beer league community. I mean, as, as much as it's it's given to me over these last five or six years, uh, it, it's just been something that I, that I find really special. And when I look at it, most of the marketing dollars in hockey are given to, obviously, the pros, but then also the kids. The beer league guys are just the dudes that show up and play games at 1030 and 11 o'clock and makes, make rinks viable. And, like, I'd reach out to companies and they'd be like, oh, yeah, sorry, that's beer league's not our target market. That's not where we want to put our marketing dollars. And you're like, okay, I got to do something. So I just one night I dreamt up a contest that we could make happen, and, uh, and it did. I, I started contacting everyone that I knew, like any connection that I'd had in the – in the industry, I said, this is what I want to do. Can we make it happen? And we scraped it together to get $8,000 worth of gear, which was a team set of sticks, team set of gloves, team set of bags, and a full custom uniform, pants, shells, socks, and jerseys. That's awesome. And a goalie mask that was painted, or you got a, a paint job for your goalie mask. And so it was $8,000, and then we started giving it away. So the naming was the hardest part. We just didn't know really what to call it. Uh, and there's, we started reading articles on beer and there's this beer in Europe called, I can't even pronounce it. It's like West Lathrin 12 and it's the, supposedly the best beer ever. It's brewed by monks. The only way you can get it is to go over there and buy it at their door. And I think some resellers go buy it and then sell it third party, but it's supposed to be incredible beer. So we're like, okay, the Westie, that sounds pretty cool. And, uh, just kind of stuck. And, uh, we, we got the first year going a team from St. John's Newfoundland won it. And it was crazy. I got to go out and visit them and it was all female team. They were, they were crazy. Like they drank me under the table every single 
every single uh, player on their team just stayed out later than me drinking. I woke up the next morning and we're doing radio interviews and I'm having to go in the bathroom and puke <laughs> because I'm so hungover. And they're just like, oh, what a lightweight. And I'm like, ah. So, uh, so yeah. So, I mean, we, we kind of fashion it as like, I don't know if you guys know what Craft Hockeyville, I know it's big in Canada and they just started in the States, but Craft Hockeyville is where they, they award a rink, a, a prize every year. And so I'm like, well, let's make Craft Hockeyville for beer league players or beer league teams. And uh, so it's it's the quest to find the greatest beer league team in the world. And this is year number two, and we're at twelve thousand dollars in gear this year, like full full uh, goalie custom set of uh, pads. We got more name brand sponsors on, like True Hockey, uh, Pacific Rink, and so pretty exciting that we just opened it. And now it's just uh, waiting to see all the teams register and then put in the work that it requires to 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 win it. So now, if I wanted to put in my beer league team, what what like uh, do you guys vote? Do other people vote? Like, what are the credentials to do something like that? Yeah, it's, it's almost like high school, really. I mean, it's a popularity contest. Okay. I mean, if you, if you're willing to put in the time and share and have people vote for you, people can vote once a day, uh, and then we just pare down the the rounds. So it's like, okay, well, here are the top sixty vote getters get this, but then there's also contest involved that uh, really uh, kind of highlight the sponsors. Like, for example. Uh, the Laga that gives us the jersey, pants, shell, and socks. You can design a jersey and upload it and then tag Laga in the Westie Award and you get 500 votes for that. Or uh, Pacific Rink with their bags. You can uh, make a short little video showing why you need new bags. And so just really cool ways to kind of interact with the sponsors and, and, and really interact with beer leaguers from all over the world because that's, that's the coolest part is, you know, I, I did the contest last year and, you know, yeah, it was a lot of work, but being able to talk to a hundred beer league teams uh, and, and get to know these guys was, was pretty special. That's awesome, man. I'm, how, we, how many, uh, so that new feet team that won last year, how many votes did they get? Do you know? Oh, well, we reset, we reset them every round, but they were, they were pretty on point. I mean, they were going to their local media and saying, Hey, here's what we're doing. And so they were getting put on TV and stuff, which uh, honestly, I thought that would be hard to do, but apparently Media people love having hearing stuff like that in their community, so they were more than welcome, welcoming and having them on. They even brought me on when I went to, to visit. It was pretty cool. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, so, I know like love beer and hockey too. So that's like oh, that, well, that's all there is to do there. It's always rainy and foggy, so they just get drunk and play puck. What, I mean, but that's the life. I may need to move north, man. We need to start hanging <laughs> out because, like, what you've got it down pat right now. Holy shit. Yeah, the only the only downfall in this whole this whole lifestyle is well, two downfalls is a wife, which I have, and then I just we have a four month old baby, and he's he's kind of put a crimp in the in the plans. I actually had to miss a couple tournaments around the time he was born, so I missed having our St. Patty's Day in Boston tournament, which it was our first one, which would have been sweet, and then I missed our second one in Nashville, which Nashville is an awesome city, and you you don't kind of put Nashville and hockey together. Well, maybe you do now because they, they went to the finals. But yeah. I mean, I've known for a couple of years that Nashville has just been a huge boiling pot of hockey water, and they just love it down there, and it's just growing every day. That's awesome, man. God damn it. I envy you, man. All right, Hal, do you have anything else? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I'm pretty blown away, too. I uh, How would so – for the listeners out there, how could they get their team going for this? How would they sign up? All they have to do, they is, have to do is go to westieaward.com, and uh, there's a nomination tab, and really all they have to do is give their name, is get their information, their GM's name, and their GM's email, and their team page is set up for them. There you go. So, I mean, I know I know, I got my co-host right now. He's thinking to himself, how can I get my team to win this award? Well, you got. I mean, you guys got a, a, a leg up here. You got a podcast that already reaches some people to, to get you some votes, and 
and uh, I mean that's that's pretty much what it is. I mean if you're if you're willing to go out and and uh, have all your friends and family and teammates vote for you, then then you're going to do good. The, the thing that kind of blows my mind is I posted on Reddit. I know you guys are in our hockey players over there. Shout out to those boys. Um, that uh, someone said I really didn't like having to spam all my friends and family for votes, and it's like. Dude, like it was eight thousand dollars in gear. Okay, then don't spam them and don't win it. I, I mean, what do you? What else do you want me to do? I'm I'm just trying to create something cool for all you beer leaguers out there. I'm a big spammer. You won't have to worry yeah. about that. I'll annoy the piss out of everybody. Well, I think anyone that has their own podcast or show or blog, like you, you kind of have to have, have that self promotion thing, right? Yeah. I mean, we started this. How? When we started this? Probably in October. Uh, I think it was like last September, so like yeah, almost a year now. Yeah, and like we follow this one website, and I like the way that they talk. They talk as if like you know we were ch- like chit chatting. They they didn't care who was judging them, whatever. And I was like, that'd be pretty cool to do hockey, something like that. And like we play beer hockey, and but we also do like analysis of like NHL type stuff. We yep. blog and stuff like it's just loving the sport. You know what I mean? Yep. And that that's what it comes down to. If you love the sport and you put in the work, it works out. Yeah, I mean, when I, when I started the podcast, it, it wasn't a, hey, I want to start a podcast and do this. We were actually uh, playing a hockey tournament in Seattle, and one of the local radio DJs on a morning show uh, was a goalie that was playing in the tournament, so he had me on to talk about the tournament, and we became buds. He's like, dude, like, you're you're entertaining. You, you know a lot about kind of the beer league thing. Why don't you make like a podcast? And I'm like, who's going to listen to me? And he's like, just do it, and if people listen, they do, and if they don't, they don't. And I did, and now we, you know, we're, what, 108 episodes in now, so. That's awesome, man. Well, Nick, we really appreciate you coming on. I had a blast. Uh, if you guys want to nominate your beer league teams, do the Westie Award. You're going to lose because I'm going to put mine in, and I'm going to spam the <laughs> shit out of everybody. Hal, do you have anything at left for him, or? No, I mean, what do you think? So, He's got camo jerseys. What do your take on camo print jerseys? Oh, hey, I you, you should see some of the. If if I would have thought about it, I would have brought some jerseys to show you. Maybe we'll do a we'll do another one. Maybe I'll maybe I'll bring you guys on beer league uh, talk and we'll I'll show you some jerseys uh, on the video because our our uh, draft tournament jerseys are just absolutely asinine. Like we we go as crazy as we can. Like uh, our we have an Atlantic City tournament coming up tournament in, uh, in, uh, in August. In August, and it's monopoly themed so you have like a like a little symbol instead of like the dog and the stick and then the background is all monopoly money monopoly money it's, it's crazy so crazy. i'm so not gonna knock any, gonna kind, of knock any kind of jerseys <laughs> okay all right, well i appreciate it man thank you for coming on yeah thanks for coming on man we definitely come on for you so awesome well if you're awesome. listening to nominate your team just westyaward.com or they can go to BeerLeagueTalk.com or find us online anywhere at uh, Beer League Talk. And, uh, I'll get some of my listeners heading over your way. I know we have some diehard Rangers fans to listen. Awesome. All right. Thanks, man. And, All right. Thanks, uh, boys. See you later. All right. See ya. Thanks. All right. See ya. All right. And now we got Court from Sauce Toss. What's up, buddy? What's going on, man? Chilling, just living the goddamn dream. How are you doing? Ten feet tall, stronger than ox. Ten feet tall, so I I don't hate that reference. I may have to start using that a little bit more. So, so uh, you do the sauce toss thing. How did you guys get involved doing stuff like that? Because it's like the best game in the world. Yeah, man. So, uh, you know, I uh, I went to Iowa State, played hockey there. I uh, settled kind of in Des Moines. Can I call a quick uh, pause? We did a lot of tailgating. Quick pause. You were yeah. you were captain of the Iowa State University team in 2010-11, uh, 47 pims, 36 total points. I like the elite prospects page. All right, keep going. Yeah, yes. 
That's correct. I was captain of actually the first team not to make nationals in the program. Big honor. Uh, <laughs> we had a lot of freshmen on the team. It was a rough go, but uh, it happens. No, man. I, had a, I had a great time at Iowa State. Uh, kind of settled myself in Des Moines, and Iowa State is a huge uh, tailgating, uh, you know, community. They got an awesome, you know, landscape for it. Uh, they're really passionate about it. So we uh, we were unfortunate with the hockey because we could only go to a few tailgates at the beginning of the season before hockey started. Uh, but you know, we love tailgating. So when we graduated, uh, I wanted to somehow connect that, and uh, it kind of clicked with me one day. And I put some prototypes together. Me and the boys got it out, you know, during the tailgate. And it kind of, I almost had to hide it because it was too much fun. I was like, all right, let me dial this in. You know, I'll, get, I'll, I'll figure it out right and maybe pitch it to my dad. Uh, my dad invented a machine called the Power Skater, uh, which actually teaches proper skating technique. Uh, uh, you can find it at powerskater.com. No shit. But it, uh, so, like, we've kind of been in the business, and so I kind of pitched it to him. He, he thought I was crazy at first. Uh, but, you know, I, I made a prototype that was actually, you know, that the, the first couple he, he wasn't really buying. Then I finally, you know, put something together that made a little bit of sense, and we started looking at it. And, and uh, you know, we put it on the market in October of – 2013 or 2014 and it kind of went crazy from there man that's what it's been fun dude that's so cool hal and i talk about all the time because we hate working like that's like the worst thing to do in the world (laughs) so like for years we've talked about like hey we like spike ball can jam like we're we can be as smart as those guys so like our dream has been to like create like a backyard game and just get like rich off of it and like not have to work and my brain just didn't think, oh, hey, hockey would be, like, a good thing. I love hockey, but, like, let's not think of that, Ked. So, so it, it's, it's funny. You get, a, you get a hockey stick and a hockey player is hand in a tailgating setting or, like, on the beach setting. I mean, it, it's something that – it's something cool. It, dra- it draws attention. You wouldn't believe how many – I mean, playing it, how many people come over, ask questions, gets a crowd. It's, you know, it's, it's cool. It's fun to see. And it's it's been you know no matter where you take it, uh, it it's interesting. Now, do you have a couple buddies helping you out, or is it just more or less just kind of like your own thing? So my uh, my college roommate, uh, my my best friend, uh, he he settled in Des Moines as well, and we kind of started together. He put up a little financing. I put up a little financing. My parents put up a little financing. And uh, we kind of, you know, started real, real lean, and uh, the models changed quite a bit, and uh, it's it's been cool to see the, you know, how we've developed over the years, uh, you know, getting a little revenue and then investing in a little better, you know, quality of materials and streamlining some stuff. So the nets are better, you know, we just gotten better. I'm like I'm. Thinking back right now, when I was a kid, we used to go to the beach. My dad cut out a little thing. That's my dad. I just went on their website. Keep brutal. That's so brutal. <laughs> uh, and we take one of those like shitty plastic nets, and we just go down to the beach, and I would just shoot on the beach. So the yeah, man. never like fucking developed it from there. It pisses me off. Well, but, I know it's like saucing in nets is nothing new. I mean, nothing fun. It's, it's been around. It's been fun, and like I mean that's. Like, Gong Show has always had that, like, Saucer King app, 
You know, yep. it's, it's not been, it's oh, nothing yeah. new. But for me, it was wanting to take it to the average fan, the average person, like the tailgating, like the wannabe hockey player that has a passion for the sport. Maybe he got into it later in life, but those guys fire me up. It, like, I love hearing stories of, you know, like grown adults that, you know, love hockey and then just finally went for it, you know, took some lessons, did whatever, you know, and just play, you know, whatever league they can play in. But that fires me up, man. I, I love hearing that. And so I think Sauce Toss kind of appeals to that crowd. Yeah. And it's better than, like, me just shooting on the fucking net and taking it back up. So is there, like, do you market it with, like, a set of rules? Like, how does it go? Yep. Is it like a 21 game? Is it 1v1, 2v2? How does it yeah, work? Yeah, no, it's uh, – Ideally, you can play 1v1, but ideally it's like bags. Uh, you have a, your partner's opposite of you. Uh, it, you play to 21. Um, so whoever starts, uh, that's the beginning of the round. So when the other team finishes, that's the end of the round. So you, let's say you're at uh, 20 and you end, you're the, the first one to shoot and you score, the other team has a, a chance to win. So you can never end in the middle of the round. Gotcha. So uh, there's not a win by two. You just play until somebody who there's a winner at the end of the round. Uh, there's no cancellation like bags. Uh, you know, a three point uh, is in the small net, one point in the big net. Uh, a unique twist that we play uh, that I think is kind of brilliant is so if you're on defense, uh, if the puck doesn't land on the board, but say it rolls onto the board, uh, the other player can play defense on that. But if that puck goes in, that's a fair puck, even though it didn't land cleanly on the board. Uh, so, but if it did land cleanly on the board, uh, and the other place in, uh, the other person played D on it, then that's a three point penalty. So it's a little Ooh. twist. So when you're not playing, it's a little twist. So you got to pay attention, like when you're playing defense. Oh yeah. 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 That's all that creates. I feel like that creates some good shit talking too. Little back yeah, oh, for sure. I know. I know. If I played with him, it would get extremely heated. About three seconds. <laughs> Probably. Like you're like and then like you shoot it and it's rolling. You're like, oh shoot! And I could have stopped it and it rolls in. You're like, ah. Oh. <laughs> I'm the kind of guy that calls mulligans all the time. I just play to win, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, people, it, you know, you got house rules, just like anything, and you know, beer pong or whatever. You got your own twist to the game, and you know that I'm. That's that we have our our set of rules, but. Man, you want to cater it to your own, you know, desires, man. That's what it's all about. It's not bad yeah. for skill development either, because I'm more of a fourth line kind of guy. So I'm just more, hey. I'm more glassing out, you know. So the whole adding sauce to my repertoire, so now I can go glassing out and then throw like a sauce pass. I, that's big for me, so I appreciate it. Hey, you and me both, brother. <laughs> I, was a, I mucked up the corners, man. I was a fourth liner in juniors, and nothing like mucking barn, bro. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hockey D made my junior stats. I just it, I had like two points in like fifty six games, like eighty pins or something. <laughs> Nothing wrong I'm with that, man. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Every every team needs a guy like Saskatchewan that. Saskatchewan boys, they're, they're big farm boys, man. They're, they're tough. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, when you were in college, like, were you like, I want to invent something? Like, was that just something you wanted to do, or did, what? Did it just come yeah, to you one I, day where? I mean, I've always had the, I, I wanted to, like, when I initially wanted to go to Iowa State, I was like, oh, yeah, I want to do engineering. And I'm like, I didn't realize how much math is involved in engineering. <laughs> it's incredible. I'm like, I hate math. So I was like, I like designing stuff. I'm a, more of a big picture kind of guy. Uh, Same. But, no, I, I have a passion for, like, designing and thinking. And my, it's, it runs in my family. 
Uh, so, you know, the creative juices have always been flowing. Uh, so I, I've always wanted to do something, but like math wise, I couldn't hammer it out, you know, engineering. But uh, so I ended up doing finance, which I, I actually started in health and fitness and then ended up in finance. And I just needed a degree. Now I, now I do medical sales and that's pretty cool too. So kids killing. Okay. So if our listeners are listening, where can they go to uh, get one of these things? SauceToss.com, man. Beautiful website. If you guys are trying to stay quiet, songs play immediately when you click on it, though. Just a quick heads up. <laughs> uh, really quick, what's your nickname on the website? We saw it. We laughed. Oh, Chief, Chief of Sauce, dude. Chief of Sauce. Is that self-appointed? or? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I own, like, the majority, so, like, I wanted to make sure, like, it's pretty equal, but I own, like, just enough to be the majority, so, yeah. You gotta toss that in there. Yeah, toss it first for sure. All right, so sauce Court, we really appreciate you coming on, man. How do you have anything else? Oh, that's it. Thanks, man. I definitely, I think I'm gonna have to get one of these. Not for sure. Out. Gonna have to. I'll, I'll just yeah, keep well, bothering my mom about it for Christmas. Fire me, fire me, email boys. We'll get her taken care of. All right, cool. All right, thanks, man. We really appreciate it. And again, what's your Twitter so people they can go on and follow you there too? Uh, Twitter's uh, sauce toss hockey. Okay. Uh, and then Instagram's this sauce toss. All right, cool. You heard it, you heard it from him. So Court, thanks, man. We really appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll we'll try to send some people your way. Hey, thanks, boys. Appreciate nope, it. No fun. problem. See you, bud. Enjoy. So those were the boys, Nick from Beer League Hockey, Beer League Talk, and Court from Sauce Toss. I enjoyed you have fun. Yeah, Sauce Toss sounds great. It's great to meet the what was he? Chief of Sauce. We got the Chief of Sauce, and then we had uh, President of Beer League Operations, possibly in North America. So yeah, uh, pretty. I, I I enjoyed. It. I thought that was one of our better ones. So that was good. You if you yeah, so if you guys get a chance, follow them on Twitter at Beer League Talk and the Sauce Toss Instagram, all that stuff. Give them follows, man. They're good guys. They're real salt of the earth type people. Trademark. Um, but all right, you good? Yeah. All right, boys. We'll see you next week. I was living in a devil town I didn't know it was a devil town Oh Lord, it really brings me down About the devil town All my friends were vampires Didn't know they were vampires Turns out I was a vampire myself in the devil town